0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Three Speech, the entertainment podcast that also follows the rule
1: of three. Do you hear those fireworks, Ellen? I do. That must mean either it's the Fourth of July or it's the New Year. And because I hope of it's the, the calendar, <laughs> I know because <laughs> of the calendar, I'm going to say it's New Year. Yep,
0: and because it is New Year's, that means it is time for the end of year review, and this is our second one, so it is the end of year review two, the sequel, Ooh, mm-hmm. the sequel. Yeah, sequels are always better than the originals, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, okay, right,
1: right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. No. right. So that's, yeah. that's normally what happens. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm sure it's gonna be great. Here we go. So I mean. <laughs> too fast, too furious. I had a lot totally, of totally, yeah. And it was better than Fast and Furious. I think we're, I don't even know how many Fast and Furious movies there are at this There's point. There's about as many as there are iPhones, I think, at this point. Yeah, they
0: just I have to seen... keep,
1: keep up with each other, you know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like not seeing any of them, I feel like I could still just jump straight into the a movie, sure, keep up, scars and stuff. Yeah, it's cars going too fast and too furious, <laughs> and Tokyo drifting all over the place, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> that's like the oldest one. That's like this. I think Is that it? was the second one or something. <laughs> anyway, I don't
1: even know. Yeah, me neither. Fast, fast um, and
0: fury, furious sister. I can guarantee you none of those movies are on our best of the end of the year, but this will be no. all of the TV, movies, books, and games with a few surprises towards the end. Of the best of 2022, and I totally had to check my computer to make sure I knew what year it was.
1: <laughs> I was—I've been getting used to like putting 2023 already. Just yeah, just like for dates at work and whatnot, and it's just like that looks so, so weird, so mm-hmm. weird. I mm-hmm. just got used to 22. I know, and now it's now it's done. <laughs> yeah. Is it
0: going to be a better year? I don't know. Like everybody always says that. And I'm just like, you know
1: what? Prove me wrong year. Prove me wrong. Well, I was just reading uh, Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry. And she was talking about how when Trump was elected in 2016, Time magazine said that was the worst year of the century. And then in 2017, more bad things happen. So they said, Oh no, no, this is the worst year. And you just keep going on. And I think like each year is worse than the other. Like 2020, mm. horrible. Mm. 2021, not much better. Mm-mm. 2022, I mean, if you overlook the the inflation and the and fact the that, you know the COVID and the monkeypox oh, and the fact that, you know, Russia uh is engaging in an unprovoked war against Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just like, I don't know. It has yeah. to get better, right? Like there has, we there have has to turn. be a bottom somewhere. <laughs> yeah, have we hit it yet? Have I
0: don't
1: know. <laughs> oh, let's talk about better things. <laughs> I was going to say 2023 has like, I mean, sorry. So jumping ahead. 2022 had some good things, though. We're going to talk about the good things in 2022. Yes, and
0: I can tell you, 2023 is going to be the year of video games. There was not a lot that came out in 2022. There was a couple of real biggins, um, but looking at the the way that COVID kind of impacted the video game industry, 2023 is going to be your recovery year, and literally everything and its mother is going to get released in this in this year. So it's going to be a huge year for games, a huge year for Game Pass, I think. And I'm I'm sure that there will be like nine honorable mentions on my video game list next year, whereas this year it was kind of like, well, I played a few. <laughs> so we'll get to there in a bit. But what would you like to start? Yeah, with and, today? and I kind of
1: feel like. I'm saying I feel like um, we'll start. I guess we can start with movies because it kind okay. of segues into movies. Okay. I kind of feel like 2022 was kind of a a down year
0: for movies i would agree with you in fact i had a really hard time trying to find three um number one was super easy number one was super easy but right and i think our number ones are the i think our number one and number twos are the same the oh are they okay so do you how do you want to do this should we ping pong or do you want to tell me your three and then i'll do my three or how would you like to do it
1: well, I mean, what's we can reveal? I think our, our number ones are the same. Mm-hmm. So I can. We'll just. I guess I'll. I'll I, I guess I'll start off. Okay. Uh, it is the fabulous, the amazing, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah.
0: It's really like one of the only movies worth talking about all year, you know. And mm-hmm. there have been some Oscar-y movies that have come out this year. You know how I feel about Oscar-y movies. I'm not gonna see like the Woman King or you know anything like that, even though I'm. It's probably great. Um, but this was one of those movies that had a little bit of art house going on with it, but just enough non-art house to pull me in. Plus a good smattering of Michelle Yeoh, and uh, that's what
1: I was say. I, th- I think <laughs> it helped. I think it helped that one of your favorite ladies yep. was was in this, and that the idea of the multiverse is obviously something that is intriguing. I mm-hmm. um, hope so, and, and they do
0: it I, I weirder just, than anybody, right? They 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 out weirded Marvel by a thousand percent.
1: Right, and I don't know if you remember, but when the Multiverse of Madness came out, that was also the same time that Everything Everywhere All at Once came out. Obviously, playing in different number of box offices and whatnot per screen, but Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis decided to start a Twitter war. It wasn't very effective against Marvel, just basically saying, like, if you want to see an amazing movie about the multiverse, come see ours. Mm Mm-hmm where did it go did, she, it went it went nowhere nowhere it went nowhere um but she was right
0: yeah oh no and i remember us talking about it too like we had every intention of seeing everything everywhere at the same time as multiverse because on one of our earlier podcasts i actually had um, one of our three questions to ponder was who multiverseed better, better, you know, Marvel mm-hmm. or Michelle Yeoh? And it was we we already knew it was going to be Michelle Yeoh without even having seen the movie, and I I mean I knew that because I just hated multiverse so much, but and you know it it it, it I kind of wish I had seen it earlier because it would have like washed that stink away <laughs> so much faster.
1: <laughs> because we did like you said we had all intentions of seeing it it just kind of slipped by mhm and then and it wasn't prominently
0: in theaters like it wasn't no in, yeah it wasn't like hey let's let's go see everything everywhere all at once we, uh, what are our options oh 16 theaters within five no no that, that
1: was definitely not how this thing came out no because so. i kept looking i kept looking for it thinking it would eventually come out but i was not traveling you know, into Boston to right. see this movie. If right. I was going to do something else, sure, I would go see it. And then I kept waiting, and I still don't think it's on a streaming service. Um, no, I, I think we got it through Redbox, right? Yeah, because I watched it on an airplane. Oh, that's um, right. And I got it through Redbox. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like, it's right. not on. it's not on HBO. It's not on Prime. It's not on Netflix. So... When it hits one of those services, I'm going to watch it again and probably again because it was just
0: that well done. Yeah. And so much to take in and so many different things to see floating around in the background. And, you know, it's just a lot to talk about and a lot to discuss. So. And I don't think I mean, we did a long review of it, so we don't necessarily have to get into that again. But it's definitely just worth reiterating that this was hands down the best movie of the year. And and it it, it bridged the gap between me and Alin. That's how good it was. Yes. Like, it, it's usually we're very different in terms of like our best of. And this one, it just crosses all borders. That's just how good it is. So, I mean, everybody so, needs so to good. see this. Mm hmm
1: for sure and it, it's going to be it's going to be exciting when the oscars come out because you're going to be able to see say that you saw what yes. is going to be nominated i believe for a best picture for best actress yep. you might even have jamie lee curtis with the best supporting actress yep. there's also talk of data um, <laughs> that was for so best funny supporting actor damien knew who that was right away he was he like he oh my god he looks the same he looks the same just he put does. a little french coat on him, like." Yeah. <laughs> He's still He's the still same adorable. Face. and like how handsome did he look when he was in the tuxedo? Like That's I was right. like, oh, I was like, Ooh, look at you. You clean up nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think, and, and um, I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm talking about the Obamas so much. Um, but everything, everywhere, all at once was also one of Barack Obama's top picks of the uh for movies of the year mm-hmm. and he also had what is my number two I'm not and sure my number two yeah your mm-hmm. number two on mm-hmm. the list and that is the complete opposite of the movie spectrum nope.
0: go, <laughs> top, go. top gun top gun maverick
1: <laughs> top Gun Maverick I feel the need
0: the need for speed and what's cool about Top Gun Maverick we saw this
1: together yes yes the first movie and how many No, the last movie that we saw together, was it Ant-Man? Holy cow, was it Ant-Man? I think it was Ant-Man. What? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. We have to come visit so we can see movies again. Yeah, I'm trying to think because I think it was Ant-Man because it would just happen to be, it coincided with a trip and we were so excited because we normally don't get Marvel movie premieres when we're visiting each other. Right. And it happened. Were we in Vegas or was it here? It, no, it was it was in San Jose. Wow. That's crazy. So, yeah, wow. I think because I, I was like flying out on Saturday and it was like a Friday. Yeah. And to think like the third one of them is about to come out. Right. And I was going to say, we should have done this, but now it's too late. We could have done the things that we're looking forward to in 2023 because... Oh, we can still do that. Why not? Yeah. Off the top of our heads. But sure, we'll pick it up at the end. Yeah. So um, but yeah, but so we saw Top Gun Maverick together. And once again, this is this is my persistence mm-hmm. winning, winning Jamie over. No,
0: it's so um, true because I did not want to see this movie. I really had no interest. And you were like, you're going to love it. It's so good. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. And you but got then- you got outvoted. You got outvoted. Yeah, my was- mom wanted to see it, too. And yes. then the funny thing was, she talked
1: more about the chairs in the movie theater than she did about <laughs> she, she, she I've spoiled her. I've spoiled yeah. all little movie theaters uh-huh. for her because. I mean, they were very
0: nice chairs. I'm not going to lie. Amazing. But, they're amazing. Yeah.
1: They're amazing chairs. They're chairs that you can lie down in. And if someone wants to cross, you don't even have to get up. Like, that's that's the best part. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, I was surprised how much I liked Top Gun Maverick. And then
0: I, I had Damien watch it, and he really enjoyed it. And he had his dad watch it. So, I mean, this is another movie that's sort of been passed around because of good word of mouth.
1: And And it's on because it's on Paramount now.
0: Paramount. Yep. Mm -hmm. Paramount. And uh, the good word of mouth is probably why, partly why it did so well. I think a lot of people were sort of like, do I want to see this? I don't know. This could be bad. And then people who saw it were like, no, no, it's really good. You should go see it. And one thing you noticed with Top Gun Maverick was it was in theaters accumulating money for a long protracted Mm -hmm. period of time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a real indicator of word of mouth because you had – all of these people who would see it and then tell other people to see it who would go who would tell other people who would go and then thus instead of getting this like real big burst and then a quick burnout you had this long period of of money making because it was good and that that word of mouth sustained it you know it like unlike you know say multiverse of madness which dropped off like 5000% right. between week 1 and week 2 because it was terrible
1: <laughs> well and this is this is another testament to it it's the first time i think since Avengers endgame that I went to see a movie twice. Wow, yeah, you so, did. I yeah. Mean, would
0: you have seen it twice if I hadn't come out to visit though? And we weren't like, you know. Well, I was
1: still, it was it a circumstance thing? It well, you know what it was? It was probably a circumstance thing, but it is also fun. And I think I've talked about this before with like concerts to see people enjoy something yeah. that you enjoyed and like knowing how into it like your mom was like she or she, she rewatched the first one, Um, you know, just getting really excited. And then I was like really excited to see how you were going to react. Cause you were the wild card. Cause I'm like, I really hope that Jamie enjoys this. It's a fun summer movie. It, it should, like we talked about before, it shouldn't work. It's a sequel that's 30 years old with a, I, I think Tom Cruise is close to 60, like, playing an action star. Yeah. Like, nothing about this should work. Yeah. But it does. Yeah, it really does.
0: Um, so, yeah. Yep. And then and then number three now is where we're going to diverge, right? Yes, yes, number okay, three. Okay, so what I'll was let... your third? You want me to go or you want to go?
1: Oh, I, I mean, my third is is one that I've talked about okay. um, on the, the pod. It's another movie that shouldn't work but did – It was on the Roku channel. It's the Weird Al Yankovic story. (laughs) Uh, So you liked that one that much. That's surprising. Yeah. You know, the more I think about it, and I I mentioned to Al and Chris that they should watch it. Al did not find it funny. Chris was laughing for most of the movie, I guess. And it was just, the movie just hit at the right time. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to watch something goofy and silly. And that was the movie. It didn't take itself seriously. It was parody upon parody upon parody. You don't get that a lot of movies. I don't think this movie was meant to make any money. It was made in 13 days and it shows. <laughs> um, it was just sort of a, a, a love letter from yeah. Weird Al Yankovic to his fans. Daniel Radcliffe with his Weird Choices. Still love that little guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just, I don't know. I kept trying to think and I was looking at all the lists of the prestigious movies and also remembering all the stuff that came out in 2022 that Mm -hmm. I completely forgot about. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one just really stuck with me. I just really enjoyed it. It's a goofy little movie. It's quirky, oddball, but I like it enough to make the third, make it my third pick. Nice. Nice. What's your third pick? mine was the batman
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh okay yeah and mainly the reason is because i don't really like batman as a comic book character as a movie character um even as a video game character he always comes across to me as like the pretentious billionaire who pretends to get people like i just i've never really enjoyed his character Um, Mm -hmm. And I liked his character in this. I think they, they brought him, they knocked him down a level. They took a lot of his like wealth and prestige away. Um, They dirted him up a bit. They made him a bit more, you know, anxietal. And they also did something that I really appreciate. Um, You know, they they took him back to his comic book roots and actually made him a detective, which is what he is. Um, And I thought that that combination, you know, somebody being able to get me to like Batman really impressed me. The movie was probably a skosh too long Mm -hmm. um, and had too many characters in it, but the, the actual kind of, you know, construction of the movie, the actual movie plot itself and the characters, um, I don't know. They really worked for me. A, when I was looking at the list of things that came out this year, I was like, you know what? I really enjoyed that. I liked it a lot and I liked it way more than Damien did. Um, but yeah, mine was definitely the Batman. I needed to get that on the list somewhere. And I know you no, enjoyed I it too.
1: I did enjoy it. And actually, um, I don't know if we should introduce our our segment, uh, if you want to do it one by one or at the end, but that was actually one of the top picks from one of our uh, listeners. Oh, cool. Yeah, we'll Batman. get to that. Yeah,
0: we'll get to that. Yeah. In a bit. yeah, for sure. Before we move on, though, two quick things. One, did you have any honorable mentions For movies.
1: Oh, I didn't know we were doing honorable mentions. Do you want to do mine? And then maybe you can think of one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do yours. So I had a quick honorable
0: mention, which was to pray. Um, This was a movie that I thought should have been released in theaters and would have done really well. It is the second best predator movie ever made. It had great representation. I loved the main actress and the actor, the brother and sister in there. Um, I think her name is her last name is Mid Thunder, right? Is it Amber? Yeah, it's. I same. think no, I think that's right. I think is that's it? right. Is it okay? But yeah, I really loved her. I loved her brother, who I guess was like working at like a Target or something before they got him into this movie. Um, but it just it worked on so many different levels. Um, it really worked when you watched it in the original native language. It was much better. Um, I love the dog. I love the fact that the dog didn't die. Um, I don't know. Everything about it was really fun. It was a great, you know, spooky kind of predator movie. And it just came out of nowhere. And I was really happy that despite the fact that, like, Disney tried to bury it on streaming because of, you know, some Disney crud where they were basically whining about not having enough money, um it still did really well and it got a lot of buzz and people seemed to really enjoy it. And I was just really happy that it was able to kind of like climb out from under that sludge and make a name for itself, despite kind of, you know, Disney trying to bury it on Hulu. You know what I mean? So I really enjoyed Prey. That was my, my honorable mention. Did I talk long enough for you to think of one?
1: No, yes, yes, you did. And it was okay. actually, and I was going to say it was one of the movies that uh, I've actually seen seen on a couple year-end best lists yeah so i mean it like you said it, it was something i think it was unexpected um for me i was like okay i guess i'll watch this and i ended up really really enjoying it mm-hmm. um I, I mean it's very rare that you have this was called, it's not really a reboot but it's a, a reimagining Almost. I mean, I know it's a prequel technically, but when you think about all the different uh, Predator movies that have come out over the years, you have Alien versus Predator. There's so many different iterations. Or it wasn't there Predators at one point. Yeah, too?
0: lots of different iterations.
1: Yeah, I mean, this one just worked. It was a it was a stripped down version of events. I liked, uh, you know how the technology was the technology that would have existed the first time a predator came Mm -hmm. i like the callbacks uh to the predator with schwarzenegger so definitely definitely i agree with you on that honorable mention and for my honorable mention i'm not going to talk about it too much because it just came out and Mm -hmm. you might people may not have had a chance to watch it but uh glass onion Oh, yes, uh, we plan on watching
0: that like maybe tomorrow we We just th- finished the 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 adult swim Yule log. So we can okay. <laughs> which if you Do haven't we- seen the adult swim Yule log, it is it is a whole thing, but anyway. No, I was am really say, so how, excited by the fact that Glass Onion is like high on your list because I was not sure if this was gonna be good, but it's
1: gonna it, be good. And, and that's and that's this this the same feeling I had going into it. I'm sure a lot of us who saw you know Knives Out didn't know that it was uh, the creation of a franchise, yeah. and you wonder how they were gonna handle a second one. Mm-hmm. And they handled it brilliantly. Ooh, I uh, can't wait. I want to go see it right so, now. So <laughs> yeah, it's I, it's just something I watched it, I, I was laughing. It was very topical. Um, Daniel Craig, uh, to go from Bond to Benoit Blanc. Uh mm-hmm. it, it his is accent just, is ridiculous. It is, it is foghorn leghorn over yep. there. But yep. I mean, it's just it's just an amazingly done movie. Uh everyone is perfectly cast. Edit, and you leave there sort of just like laughing and smiling and just being like, they must have had so much fun making this movie. Oh, that's nice um, when that comes through. Okay. okay. So yeah, definitely. Like, I don't want to talk too much about it. Maybe we can talk about it in our our next 2023 show mm-hmm. and kind of go over what worked and what didn't. But definitely the, one of the movies that I enjoyed this year.
0: Awesome. All right. No, second quick thing before we move on. Um, You mentioned things you're looking forward to in 2023. So I have a couple quick mentions in mind of movies that are coming out in 2023 that I've kind of been looking forward to. You can see if any of mine overlap with yours. Um, I'm hoping, with all hope against hope, that the new Indiana Jones movie will actually be good. Um, So there's that um there is a new john wick coming out next year that's also that is also on my list yep and um i don't i don't know like i'm i'm i want to say i'm looking forward to ant-man but marvel has been so disappointing lately so i'm really like just i don't know maybe maybe well You've also got the Guardians of the Galaxy. Too, yeah, I'm right? less looking forward to that because I know it's going to make me cry a lot. So, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to crying a lot. As a wild card, there is a movie that I just watched a trailer for not that long ago called 65. Are you familiar with this? No, what's this one about? Okay, so it's got Adam Driver in it who looks suspiciously <gasps> like my cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You've seen it's, Benny's I, nose.
0: I, I, now I'm seeing it. Now I'll never be able to unsee it. Oh, no, you can't unsee it. Benny no. is Adam Driver uh, as a cat. <laughs> but, um, but it's like a sci-fi movie where he, he, he like, crash lands on a foreign planet, um, but it's actually Earth 65 million years ago, and that's why it's called 65, so... It's like a time travel slash sci-fi slash Adam Driver thing. But um, it's got, you know, Sam Raimi's not directing, he's producing. Um, And then Danny Elfman's doing the music. So it sounds like kind of a big thing. So I'm like, okay, this could be like a cool, big sci-fi spectacle. I haven't had one of those in a while. So I'm ready.
1: True. Yeah. So um, any other wild cards you got on your list? So, uh, things that I'm looking forward to, and these are, so the ones that I'm going to talk about, obviously the ones that you discussed, I'm probably going to go to the movies to see. Um, other ones that I'm kind of like, what is this? Is it going to work? Is it going to be a complete failure? Uh, you have the Barbie movie. Oh my. Right? With Greta Gerwig, and you have Margot Robbie as Barbie, uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken, they released a trailer for it, and it's playing uh, the Space Odyssey 2001 I theme see song over it. Yep. Right, so I'm like, I have no clue what uh, this is about, whether it's going to be good, bad. It's something I, I, I'm going to just have to go see for myself. Okay. Um, other wild cards, I know we're going to disagree with this one because I know how you feel about it. Uh, cocaine Bear. Oh yeah. The no. trailer. No. The trailer is insane. You should just it, go watch the adult swim mule log instead. You'll get that okay. same high. <laughs> <laughs> so that one and then the other one that I'm looking forward to. And this will probably be Chris and I going to the movies. I don't know if you've seen a trailer for it. Uh, we talk a lot about the public domain yep. uh, here. And Winnie the Pooh is in the public domain. Indeed. Now Mm -hmm. And so it made a horror movie called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey.
0: Yes, it's a video game as well.
1: Yeah, and it's coming out into theaters
0: next year. This is why the public domain is good. This is exactly
1: why. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's, you know, Christopher Robin comes back. Turns out he just left everyone for dead. And Pooh and Piglet are not happy. Mm. So... Well, that sounds
0: like it's already going to be a good year.
1: (laughs) Sounds like it's going to be great. And another thing that's coming out, I'm not necessarily going to see it, but I know at some point, uh, because I have a little niece, maybe she'll watch it. It's the live action Little Mermaid. So Yeah, yeah,
0: I think we got to support that after how it was just cracked all over because of stupid race issues. Like, let's just go support that one.
1: Yeah, and I mean... Hallie, I always want to say Halle Berry, and I am not the only one, because the internet also says people, but it's Halle Bailey. As mm. yeah, it's just years and years. You just want to say Halle Berry. Yeah, but Halle Bailey, her voice is amazing. It actually looks like a good live-action Disney movie, which is not cannot be said for many of them, mm. but. You know, I'm Especially I'm interested Pinocchio. to see. <laughs> oh, well, aren't there two Pinocchio movies out yeah, right now? Yeah, I think there are. But Nobody needs to see Pinocchio. No, no. Anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah, so those are just some things that we're looking forward to in all 2023. Right. So
0: when we move on to TV, which I think we're going to do now, can we flip yeah. it and go three to one? And start, yeah. Yeah, like, like, count down, you know, like, get all New years Oh, Okay. All right. All right. So should we start with any potential honorable mentions? I can go first if you need a second.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, okay. I was not ready for this assignment.
0: Right. OK, so my honorable mention for TV for 2022 is The Boys. And okay. um, I don't what season was this? Three? Season three? The Jensen Ackles saga. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he pretty much sold me on that show like instantly like boys is already great and you're going to add Jensen Ackles to it and he's going to be naked. I'm in. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that, that show is great and it is obviously not for everyone. Um, it's not for really anyone, honestly, (laughs) like (laughs) I want to tell myself not to watch that show because it's so violent and horrible, but, um, that doesn't mean that it's not extremely entertaining and also, I will maintain that Homelander is the scariest villain ever created, ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like a nightmare. I was going to say,
1: oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to say was like, I don't, I think they are trying as hard as they can not to have an audience. Like, they're like, what can we do? Yeah, who can we offend we'll make- now? Yeah, Yeah, and it's it's just not working because it no, keeps, getting, keeps getting better and better. Weirdly, it does. Yeah.
0: Um, my only complaint is I don't think they know what Starlight's powers are because they seem to change every year. But <laughs> other than that, the show was wonderful. Um, so the boys is definitely my honorable mention for the year. um do you Do you have any thoughts?
1: i, I I'm still trying to think about um, I watch so much
0: stupid stuff. I know. TV's been pretty dumb, but there's just a, there's also a gluttony of it this year. Like, I feel like there was way more potential TV to watch than there were movies to see this year.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think I, like, we talked about it, kind of alluded to it. It's, it's a part of the COVID. Yeah. Mm Like, if you did the COVID, I'm 90 years old. The COVID. uh, Like, the the COVID. (laughs) Like, I feel like TV adapted more quickly. Yeah. You know, and especially for network TV or even TV that is on Netflix, um, it was just something where it's like, okay, we can have this self-contained bubble. You don't have to travel because you're just coming to the studio. Whereas with movies, they had to travel. There's that whole quarantine aspect that went through it. And a lot of things just really just shut down. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. took a while for it to get back up. And that's why there's not just, there's not a whole lot of movies that came out this year because we finally reached that point where they weren't creating because it was impossible to create during that time
0: yeah it created this like black you know blackout if you will period where there was just nothing to come out because we caught up to that that not filming time Mm
1: -hmm. so you know what i'm i'm gonna give an honorable mention I told you that I was having trouble picking and it's, it's even shifting as we go forward. Um, it was one of my top picks last year. It is still really, really good. Um, it's on HBO max. It is hacks mm-hmm. with Jean smart and Hannah Einbinder and another strong, strong season. So funny. Deborah Vance takes her show on the road and it is perfection I am concerned because it could have ended. It's, and I I talked about this when we reviewed it, it's season finale could have been a series finale. Mm -hmm. They said, no, it's not. we still have one more season. So I really hope they don't destroy (laughs) the show because you always wonder from freshman to sophomore year, how is it going to go? And it, was funnier Mm -hmm. than the first season. it was better than the first season so now it's like I have that same fear they are filming the third season right now so it should be coming out in 2023 but yeah it was something that was so good continuously good and I just hope it keeps keeps being this good as it kind of heads into its final season awesome
0: okay cool so my number three for the year was The Sandman. And okay. yeah, I, I had to give this some some love because I really thought it was going to be terrible. Like I was just, I don't know yeah. how you adapt these graphic novels. Like I've read them. They're amazing. They're incredibly metaphorical. The art is fluid. It's not the kind of art where you can look at it and and oftentimes go, oh, this is clearly a kitchen. Like it doesn't doesn't really lend itself to that very well. Um, The character designs were very difficult to translate into reality. Um, You know, how do you make somebody look like the Lord of Dreams? And they somehow, somehow managed to pull this off with only like very, very minor missteps. And in some ways they improved upon the book by taking out things, unnecessary rapes and stuff like that, that were just not needed to be there. So Mm -hmm. I, um I'm really pleased that Netflix has agreed to do more of them. You know, um, I've been really angry at Netflix lately for their string of cancellations. I don't understand why they keep canceling everything. That's good. But they have finally agreed they're going to do some more Sandman. And so I'm, I'm really happy with that because it was definitely high, high on my enjoy list this year. And uh, that is my number three pick for TV.
1: Very, very solid, solid pick there. And a, and a show that I didn't know if I was going to enjoy, knowing nothing. Yeah, I wasn't sure if like an, an uninitiated
0: person coming in, how you were going to, how you would feel about this, but you did enjoy it, yeah?
1: Yeah, and I think that's like a testament to the show. Mm-hmm. is It was able to entertain newbies, but also satisfy people who knew the mm-hmm. graphic novel and knew what was coming and what to expect, and had, you know, particular ideas in mind of what these characters should look like and how they should behave. So I think that just shows how well they did it.: Yeah, very much so. All right. What do you got? number three?: All right, so my number three show, we didn't talk about it on the um, on the pod. It's something that was on Apple. TV. It was Mm -hmm. recommended by uh, a couple of friends of mine who were like, this is the perfect show. You would love this. And it just got renewed for a second season, and it's called Bad Sisters. Okay, I've heard of it. Okay, so um, Sharon Horgan, who is in the unbearable weight of massive talent as Mm -hmm. Nicolas Cage's wife, uh, she leads this ensemble cast and basically... It starts off, you actually, you might like this now that I think about it. So it starts off, the beginning of the series starts off with the death of one of the sister's husbands, Mm -hmm. Jean-Paul. And the entire series is trying to figure out who killed Jean-Paul. But the problem is every single person in the cast has a motive because Mm -hmm. Jean-Paul is such a jerk. He is a horrible person. He's a horrible father, a horrible husband, a horrible co-worker. He has no redeeming qualities about him. And it, this is just, uh, it's such a dark comedy. It takes yeah. place in Ireland. So dark, so funny. It's one of those shows that you, you laugh out loud and you feel guilty about <laughs> it. Because you're <laughs> laughing mm-hmm. at this. But it's it's 10 episodes. It's perfectly paced. You end up loving all of the the sisters that are in the show because it's, you know, four sisters in the show. Um, and you get invested in each of the characters. So it's got a pitch black sense of humor. So if you like that sort of stuff thrown in with the murder mystery. Okay. Um, yeah, that, yeah, I might enjoy this. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, you. you I, I, I think you would. I think you'll enjoy the murder because you're is as the, you uh, want... Is the reveal of the killer satisfying at the end? Yes, yes. Okay. And you know who actually plays Jean-Paul? It is the guy who plays Dracula in the BBC. Oh, God. Series. Yeah. <laughs> so it, 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 who else embodies like smarm more yeah. than that guy? So yeah, I would definitely, if you're looking for like a... a dark comedy I believe they're a half hour I could be wrong but definitely worth worth a watch and taking up you know my number three
0: all right cool
1: so my number two I know you
0: haven't seen it yet is the rings of power oh yes it's on my list yep um second season filming now. I don't know if it'll be out next year or not. Um, there's a lot of post on these. Um, but uh, I, I know that so many people had problems with this, but I feel like this was one of those times where the like the, you needed to just sit a normal person down in front of this show. Maybe somebody who is a Lord of the Rings fan. Not like a crazy Lord of the Rings fan. Not like a Lord of the Rings scholar, but like I've read the books. I've seen the movies many times. I've even seen the Hobbit movies. God rest our souls there. But just like a normal <laughs> fan, just sit them down, let them watch this. They're going to love it. There's stuff to love in here. Is it perfect? No. Could Do I have notes? Sure, I've got some notes that I would give them. And I think that they've taken those notes and they've actually applied it to season two because I've heard they're going to make some changes. But, you know, I feel like... They had a fairly impossible task, you know, uh, to try and create this, and they made something that is so beautiful, like so visually stunning and so visually perfect into that universe. Like you're, you really feel like you're there, and um, I don't know, it just really made me feel nostalgic. It made me, it just made me happy to watch this show, like and. I was totally fine with the reveal at the end of of who Sauron was. Didn't bother me at all. Made total sense, you know, in hindsight and all that stuff. Galadriel's character didn't bother me. I didn't care that she was snarky because she's got five seasons to get less snarky. You know, she's got a, she's got a a walk before she can run. You know, (laughs) she's going to have a character (laughs) arc. It's pretty obvious. So I don't know. None of the, none of the stuff that people had problems with bothered me. I, I loved the relationship between Elrond and, you know, the dwarven community and the jokes that they had with each other. Um, The show had some of the best one-liners of the year where, like, Elrond had some bad news. And I can't remember the name of the dwarf right now, but he looks at him and he says, give me the meat and give it to me raw. And you just, like, laugh out loud, like, that is such a (laughs) dwarf thing to say. (laughs) Oh, my God goodness oh, but it just had like crazy one-liners like that that were just like oh yeah that was so perfect <laughs> in context oh <laughs> uh, and it just worked for me so much and I just can't wait for season two I really enjoyed it and I just you know sometimes when people hate on stuff in an extreme way it makes me enjoy it more because I just want to be the voice against the hate you know what I mean and I just don't feel like this was a hateable thing. I think it was really enjoyable. It was well done. It was beautiful. I want every costume and I want to go hang out on every set, you know, and I just want to be a part of that universe because it just pulls you in. And so I, I did really enjoy the Rings of Power.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, like we were talking about this earlier. Like the internet is great because it creates three hour cuts of the topless scene, the the topless uh beach scene in Top Gun Maverick. Oh, yeah, the volley, the, the, yeah, the volleyball the or whatever. Yeah, I, I keep saying volleyball because it's just, you know what it is. You know what mm-hmm. they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But it also can destroy things. Yeah. And, you know, every everyone has an opinion. Just because you have an opinion doesn't mean you have to take it to, you know, put it in comments and start trolling. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people just can't sit back and let other people enjoy things yeah exactly. because I did. I enjoyed it.
0: Um, and that's all that and that's and yeah. so did a bunch of other people. right. Yeah so I, I can think of a bunch of other people who really enjoyed it. So yeah, anyway,
1: what was your number two? So my number two, and I just realized like I didn't mean to do this, but I went from honorable mention comedy to kind of drama. And now I'm going back to comedy and it's, it's a show that I also picked for last year. I'm nothing if not consistent. Uh, Abbott elementary is back for it's, it's back for its its second season. Once again, you have that whole sophomore, uh, sophomore curse. There is no curse. Everyone is fresh. It's crisp. Uh, And people are starting to love the show. Uh, Cheryl Ralph, who's on the show who plays Barbara, she won an Emmy for nice. her work. And yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it's so good. And I f- keep telling my sister to just watch it uh, because it's just, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And it's, it's shot like Parks and Rec in the office, but it it, you know, it deals with public school issues and you have the young idealistic teachers who think they can change the world. And you have kind of the veteran teachers who are kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's nice. Sit down. Yeah. Um, just get like a little every, more burnt out and see how you feel then. Yeah, exactly. But that's like, me after
0: 17 years. I'm yeah, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, you, you think that's a good idea? Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, it's a hilarious show. But it's also very heartwarming where you really care about all of the characters and you want to see them do well. And of course, like every comedy known to man, there is a will they or won't they couple. And I'm kind of hoping they don't just, you know, Mm. because I think it would be better that way. But it's so funny. It's like I said, it's a comedy. It's on and ABC, shows on Hulu the next day, shows on Hulu, I believe, on Wednesdays. It's only 20 minutes when you take about all, all the commercials, but it's definitely something that makes me laugh. It, it's just so, so good, and it continues to be good in its second season. Nice. Okay. Are our number ones the same? They might be. Mm. Okay. I'm, I, I'm thinking they might be based on... I'm gonna what I'm gonna I'm mean? gonna
0: say it. You ready?
1: Yeah. Number
0: ready.
1: one, Severance. Yep. Oh, Severance. We we didn't plan it that way at all, but I was trying to think, and this is what I was thinking about because what show did I just devour? Oh And yeah. I was so excited to watch each episode to the point where I got lost in what episode I was watching, and I just wanted more.
0: <laughs> this is the only thing all year w- that literally made me scream out loud. The last episode of Severance, I think I had two scream out loud moments. Mm-hmm. Th- that show was unbelievable. Like, we've gotten so many
1: other people to watch it, too. And they have the same. It was same- you. You're, you're yeah. the one who told me to watch it. And then yep. I told my sister and Chris to watch it. And they yep. loved it. And we
0: told our friends to watch it. And they all went nuts over it, too. Like, literally this show is is like it's funny because we had everything everywhere all at once this boundary crossing movie that you can just recommend to everyone and they're all gonna love it and this is the tv equivalent of that you can just recommend it to everyone and everybody gets sucked in to the point where one of our friends i don't know if he listens to this podcast or not if so hi julian but he he actually were like – his him and his wife were supposed to go out to a party, and they were like, we're going to skip the party and watch Severance. Like, <laughs> like we have yeah. to know how this ends. Like, they just wanted to see the end so bad. So – and it is it is one of those shows where if you had a day off, you'd be tempted to just sit there and watch the whole thing all day.
1: I think I finished it in two days because yep. I just started watching it. And, I mean, the idea of it is just so – it's so simple. Yeah. It's just that you're just – severing your your work life and your home life and you don't remember yep each other and it's kind of like huh you start to think would I do that if I could mm-hmm. and then <laughs> it was just they there was just it was such a hypnotic show it, yeah especially per- like
0: when you start to figure out what people are like on the outside or who
1: people mm-hmm. are
0: on the outside They're um, outies
1: outies mm-hmm. and their innies, which is just I mean and the entire cast oh, was so good. so good yeah so good um
0: I, yeah i don't i i don't want to say too much about this show just no. if you, if you haven't seen it you're just please do yourself a favor <laughs> just go yeah, no, i mean the only thing i will such... say is they've set themselves up into a place where you know, season two has a lot of expectations on it, you know, so right, right. that could be a problem and I hope it's not a problem. But like, you know, I I will be very disappointed if they can't maintain this level of quality into a second season. I have, you know, I'm sort of cautiously optimistic, but man, the first season was brilliant. It's like one of the best seasons of TV just ever
1: no, I, I agree. And it mm-hmm. came out of nowhere. Yep. There wasn't a whole lot of fanfare about this show. I think people are still discovering it now because yep. it is popping up on a lot of lists and you're you're reaching that point. And I guess it depends on what part of the country you live in where it's we're getting it's getting cold, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I say this as it's 50 degrees in New England right now. But you want to kind of burrow down and maybe watch a show. And Mm -hmm. I think people are going to sit down and discover this show and just devour it Mm -hmm. and want to keep watching. And because it's that rare show where there's a mystery And you want, it keeps getting more and more mysterious. And complicated. Yes, with Mm -hmm. every episode that you watch. The one thing, and I'm going to say, did this, because I came to it late, did this come out one by one? Or or was there? No, it it did come out one by one, I think. One by one? I think it did, yeah. I want to say when
0: we watched it, we came in and most of them were already out. But we, I remember us saying, we have to slow down because
1: we're going to catch up. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I watched it, they were all out. Yeah. And I don't know how I would have handled it if I had to wait week by week. Yeah, that would have been a tough six or eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I think, I think it's funny because we didn't talk about it beforehand mm-hmm. that Severance is our number one pick. Absolutely. And I think... And it just shows like with everything everywhere, all at once, it was something so different than anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Go watch it. Please go watch it.
1: Yes. Um, And I did just like, before we, before we transition to our next categories, I just mm -hmm. wanted to say goodbye to some shows Mm -hmm. that, that left on their own accord. These were not canceled. You know, the Expanse ended this year. It did. Even though even though it feels like it was three years ago, but it did end this year. It does feel like three um, years ago. Yeah, it just doesn't, yeah, it goes by fast. I also want to, and these are the shows that I would recommend watching.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, so they have Oz-
0: like an actual
1: ending. Yeah, they have an actual ending. They knew they were ending. They did it well. Um, So goodbye to Ozark. On Netflix, mm. really, really tremendous show. Uh, wow, Sean goodbye. Lynch is a fan. Yes, huge fan. Mm-hmm. Who isn't? Um, goodbye to Dead to Me, also on Netflix with Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. I'm not saying goodbye to Westworld because um, mm. they they, they, that they was messed canceled. themselves up. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, they shot themselves in the foot, mm-hmm. really. Um, goodbye to Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. I did not think that I would enjoy it as much as I did Breaking Bad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was proven wrong. It nice. is an amazing show on its on its own, perfection in all of its seasons. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to say goodbye to Killing Eve. It wasn't. The first season was really good, and then it went downhill. Mm. But I'll give a shout out just because Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh are just so amazing. Also, I think I oh, don't worry. I'm getting to the end. Uh, <laughs> goodbye to Grace and Frankie, with uh, Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin, showing that there is life and fun after seventy. And I believe that is that is my last. Oh, and goodbye to the Good Fight on mm. Paramount Plus. Uh, it was an insane little show, and I feel like if it wanted to come back, it absolutely could i am also very very uh a a huge fan of christine baranski so she can do no wrong in my book so if she wants to come back and play diane again i will be there for it but that's it there was a lot of stuff that ended nice this year a lot of a lot of good tv we we're not even getting into the stuff that was canceled let's not so (laughs) yeah i think it's gonna make you cry i think it's gonna make you cry
0: i know before we Mm. move on things you're looking forward to in 2023. Um, I I have one big answer. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I'm looking forward to is just the next season of this, the next season of that kind of a thing. Yeah. I only have one answer for new TV um, that I'm looking forward to. And that is 100% The Last of Us.
1: <gasps> That's what I was going to say.
0: Oh man. As somebody who has seen both of those games from start to finish, Whoa, it's going to be a thing, Alin. It is going to be a thing.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll pick, because I've seen the trailer, and the trailer mm-hmm. looked amazing. And Oh, man. Those are Pablo probably Pascal. two
0: of the most well-written narrative games of all time. Like, like, seriously, all they have to do is not screw it up. Like, everything
1: is there. Just don't yeah, like, screw it up. Don't- Screw it up. Yeah, please please don't, don't screw it up. Please don't screw it up. So I'll 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 go to the other end of the spectrum because it okay. just looked really good to me from you know just seeing it. But one thing that I'm really looking forward to, and it should be coming out on Hulu. I may or may not be correct, but it's Uh, adaptation of Daisy Jones in the six and it's by Taylor Jenkins Reed. This was the first book of hers that I read and Daisy Jones is based on Stevie Nicks. Mm -hmm. So you know how much I love Stevie, but it's kind of like a historical fiction of the Mm seventies and a creation of different characters. The cast from what I've seen it's exactly who I would picture from reading the book. So I'm hoping they don't mess it up. This is a Reese, this is a Reese Witherspoon adaptation and her movie adaptations and TV adaptations are kind of hit or miss. So I'm really hoping that this is a hit. Mm -hmm. So yeah,
0: that's that's 2023. Okay. So that brings us to our last kind of category, which is kind of a Mm -hmm. weird one because I, I know that you were struggling. Did you come
1: up with Mm -hmm. a list of books? Yeah, I mean, I, I I read a lot, but I tend to kind of pick, I like certain authors. Like, you just heard me talk about Taylor Jenkins Reid. Mm-hmm. She she came out with a book uh, this year called Carrie Soto is Back. It's about tennis. It's a historical fiction. Like, imagine someone who is like Serena Williams and Venus Williams all in one just mm-hmm she's this amazing tennis star and she's mounting a, a, a comeback because someone is threatening. She's once I, I can't even, cause I don't know tennis that well, but they have six titles and she has seven titles and she's coming back to make sure that her, her legacy stays intact. Really good. Uh, even if you don't like tennis. So it's like, I really like that as a book. Mm-hmm. And then Happy-Go-Lucky by David Sedaris. Uh, I I tend to be very consistent in reading and liking certain things. Like, I know we don't do music, but I don't do Spotify anymore because the whole Joe Rogan nonsense. So I listen to Apple. I listen to Apple Music. And I got my, like, Apple Replay or whatever. And it was, like, most listen to artists. Beyonce, most listened to album, Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Most, most listened to song, Break My Soul. All by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But like so, when I find something or someone that I like, I just continuously read mm-hmm. um, all of it. So, I mean, those would probably be my picks. I am just so consistent mm-hmm. uh, with what I like. Like right now, and I'm I can't give it because I'm I just started. It is. It, I'm going to say the title and it's a horrible title, but it's a, it's a good book so far. It's, it's a nonfiction book. It's a biography. It's called, I'm glad my mom is dead. Oh boy. Yeah. It's by Jeanette McCurdy and she was one of these, she, we're not going to know her cause she was like one of these Nickelodeon stars mm. in like the 2010s and basically she didn't want to be an actress, but her mother wanted her to be. Mm-hmm. And her mother would feed her like six Red Bulls a day. And it's like really weird because her mother would like bathe her and she's like 12 years old. Oh boy. Yeah, it's this really, really weird stage mom to the max book. I So it's like, this is really interesting. And I'm very intrigued by it, but I can't finish it in time yeah, to know yeah. if it's going to be a Sounds like book. reading a train wreck. Yeah. In in like just in real time. But I mean, obviously the title of the book is what got me. Um but <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said it is the title of a book. Cause I know, you know, like what if my sister just plays this for my mom? Like I'm glad my mom is dead, but like I'm you know, I get in so much trouble. But yeah. it's just yeah. So oh, I there wasn't anything spectacular this year. That I read. So it's more like, okay, let's go to the the ones that I know write well and who I know I'm gonna enjoy. Hopefully 2023 will be different. Actually, while you are talking about your random picks, I'm gonna look up 2023 books to see if there's anything interesting coming, coming out. out.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. so I did my video games of the year and I wanted to give an honorable mention to a game that actually didn't come out this year, but it became playable this year. And what I mean by that is I probably just have to say the title, which is Cyberpunk
1: 2077. (gasps)
0: Okay. So it was released broken, basically. And the devs Mm -hmm. continued to work on it for years. And I would say 2022 was the year it became good. And it was the year I was finally ready to sit down and play it. And I put over 100 hours into it. And it was incredible. It had a good story. Wasn't super crazy about the ending. I have some problems with the ending. But we've said before on this podcast, I believe it's your quote, endings are difficult. So, (laughs) you know, we'll give them a slight pass on that. But the gameplay was great. The driving was horrible. But the shooting was great. And I always love games that let me sneak. I love to be a sneaky little jerk and just sneak up on people and kill them. Like, I don't know what that says about me, but I really enjoy it. So you working through something there? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. But, but anyway, I just wanted to give an honorable mention. If you never played Cyberpunk because you, th- you heard all of the bad things, you heard it was broken, you heard it was terrible, and all of those things were true before this year. And now it's actually a really, really good game and totally worth playing. Um, So that was my honorable mention because it didn't come out this year. So, you know, technically. So games that came out this year that I really enjoyed. My number three of the year is called Lost Ark. That's um, a multiplayer online game. It's actually a free-to-play game. And it's one of those, like, fantasy games. You go in, you pick your mage or your, you know, sword guy or whatever. And you go around and fight monsters and collect nice-looking dresses to wear and, you know, cook food and build buildings and you know it's one of those traditional kind of online games it happened to have a really good formula to it it was exciting it was difficult but not impossible it lets you play with all your friends it was free um it had really pretty dresses you know it had a lot of it had a lot of stuff going for it um it had um decent voice acting it had a decent story in it it had it had boats, you could sail around. Um, it had a bunch of mini games. It just had a lot of content in it. So you just kind of felt like, um, we have this kind of saying in, in business where something has like a, you know, price per quality, you know, like you, you, what you pay for something versus what you get. And since this was free, you got a lot, you know what I mean? And the way that they made their money is just selling you other pretty dresses to wear essentially, or, you know, different kinds of horses to ride and mounts and different things. And, um, or ways to make you ship. Look, it was all visual stuff. So it didn't really affect the game too much. And, um, yeah, I just put a ton of time into it. It was a total time sink. I actually had to stop playing it because I was like, this game is destroying my life. Like (laughs) it's that addictive. (laughs) But I definitely put enough time and had enough fun with it that I have to give it at least a mention. So um, that's my number three. Number two is a game called Strange Horticulture, which I think you would totally love, Alin. So Strange Horticulture is a very simplistic indie game about a woman who runs a botany shop in a sort of alternate dark fantasy world where it's always raining. And you inherited this this shop from a relative who died and you go to take over and there's all these plants in there and a book and the book describes the plants and what they do and you have to label the plants correctly based on the descriptions in the book some of these plants are lethal you do not oh. want to get your labels wrong <laughs> and then people oh, no. will come yeah people will come into your shop and they'll say things like i have a headache i can't sleep uh i have um heart issues i want somebody to fall in love with me and you have to pick the right plant to give them for their ailments or whatever it is that they need and there's like additional elements to the game including like a murder mystery that that happens and there's all these characters who will come in repeatedly and kind of get you involved in their world and in their stories some of them can actually die in the course of the game and so you're like you become really invested in trying to like Make sure these people make it. There's a supernatural element to it. There's some monsters out there in the world and you can use these plants and different concoctions to, you know, battle these monsters. But you're not actually doing any fighting. It's literally the entire game is in two places. One is in the shop where you're labeling plants or people will bring you plants. Use a cat in your shop. You can pet the cat. Um, yeah. Um, or it's this map screen, and on the map screen, you're basically just clicking places on the map to go and look for plants. But you don't even go. It just pops up and it says you went here. This is what you found, or you found nothing, or you found this, you know. And then you come back to your shop and you have all these new plants. And it was just, oh, it was the whole game is basically a logic puzzle. Um, and I love logic games. But it was just a really well-made, compelling, story-driven logic puzzle. I just loved it. Like, Damien got it for me. I think I devoured it in a week. Like, I just could not stop playing this game until I beat it. And um, there's multiple endings to it. And I tried my best to, like, keep everybody alive. And then ultimately you're creating this, like plant thing to fight this big monster you know and you don't even fight you just have to make the thing and you have to make it correctly but if you don't make it correctly people will literally die in the game like and that's oh, on you geez. Yeah, so yes it's like it's like a little sho- sh- is it like little shop of horrors it's like, kind of like little shop of horrors you know um but it had this like very real stakes to it without any combat at all and like it felt it felt really compelling without needing to have any aggression or violence. You know what I mean? It was just I don't know, something about it really worked. And that is definitely my my number two game of the year and best indie game of the year both like hands down.
1: Wow. You might like it if it comes out on Switch. It's called Strange Horticulture. Strange And you know what I meant to tell you when you were talking about cats, um at the hardware store down the street from me they have two cats that are there. Yeah. And you know, when I go in there and I get paint or whatever, whatever I'm in there for a little bit longer, like I always just find the cats and sit with them while Mm. they're preparing like my paint. And it's a mama cat and a baby cat. Oh, so they're just so, they're just so chill, but okay. Sorry. (laughs) We
0: have a bookstore here that has cats. I
1: know. Cats with jobs are the best. Um, Anyway,
0: so yeah, yeah, so not the cats need purpose, but still, you know,
1: it's it's I don't know, it's something so nice about turning down an aisle and being like, Oh my god, there's a cat! Yeah, what are you doing here? Yeah, (laughs) um, okay, so you might be able to
0: guess my number one game of the year, maybe. Are there some rats? It's the rat game. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Yep, otherwise known as Plague Tale Requiem. um, Not a game that was on a lot of people's game of the year list this year, mostly because um, I think the story was just a big downer for a lot of people. But I don't know, sometimes I like big downers, I don't know. <laughs> I
1: don't know, maybe, like, maybe after a pandemic, people didn't want to see stuff about a plague. Don't yeah, know. it didn't <laughs> bother me for some reason. Just, <laughs> it's know. done, it's yeah. done. If you ask yeah. people the pandemic's all right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I think I've mentioned this maybe 10 minutes ago I really like games that let me sneak up on people and <laughs> kill them. Oh right. my Okay,
1: this... I need to walk behind you from now on.
0: This is another sneaky game and it's got some of the best sneak mechanics in any game ever. It's just a really really good well-done sneaky game. So, I'm I'm more I'm more approaching Plague Tale from the gameplay aspect rather than the story aspect. Yeah, it's a story about a rat plague, but I don't know. I just was like, yeah, yeah, the rats, we get it. They're out there. They're biting people. It's so sad. Let me do the sneakies, you know, and that's kind of <laughs> like where I was approaching it from. <laughs> and like, I knew the ending was going to be sad. I kind of knew what the ending was going to be about 20 minutes in. I was like, yeah, this this doesn't this doesn't surprise me at all. I know what this ending is going to be. Um, But yeah, if you don't like that kind of thing, if you're not into big downers and sadness and stuff, then maybe this isn't the
1: game for you. But if you really like the sneakies, <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing you like literally creeping on your toes behind people like. Ding, ding, yep. Ding, yep. 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 Grabbing them and breaking their necks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's pretty much it. <laughs> so, yes, those were those were my games of the year. I have one minor follow-up the the game of the year that was on everyone's list this year was elden ring that was everybody's game of the year everyone
1: Okay. elden
0: ring i never bought it um, because it's a very difficult game and i tend to shy away from those levels of difficulty i just don't feel as dexterous as
1: i used to be you know 25 years ago can you can you sneak up and kill people in this game Yes, sometimes. Okay. There's I, a
0: little of that. There it's 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 a, it's a little it's got some of that. But I just didn't feel like I didn't feel confident in spending $60 because I was like, what if I hate it? What if I can't do it? You know, like I just those kinds of insecurities well, someone ended up getting me Elden Ring for Christmas. Thank you, Debbie. So I will eventually try it, but in case anybody is like, why isn't Elden Ring on her list? It's on everybody's list. It's because I didn't play it. I was afraid. I didn't think I could do it, but now I have it and I am going to try it. So, you know, I guess I'll get back to you. And then did you find some books
1: that you were looking forward to in 2023? So I So there are two, once again, it's authors that I've read, uh, and enjoyed, but I have a pick by Curtis Sittenfeld. It's called Romantic Comedy. And she is someone who kind of puts her own spin on different books. So she kind of did a very, very funny take on Pride and Prejudice with a book called Eligible, which kind of dealt with, uh, Like a bachelor type reality show, Mm -hmm. Um, and then she did a great book in 2020, and I say it's great because it's like, you know, catnip for me. But it was called Rodham, and it was what if Hillary had never met Bill? Oh, weird. Or you know, so and of course she became president. Um. Mm -hmm. And the other book that I'm just looking forward to, it's called Quietly Hostile. It's by Samantha Irby. She is a great uh, short story writer. Her last book was called Wow, No Thank You. And it's just, (laughs) just, one of her other books was called We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just like essay collections about her life. And she's quirky, you know, all of this sort of, like relatable stuff that you would read. So that's you know, two books to forward to okay. next year.
0: I, I can't even get into the list of games coming out next year because it is insane, but I can tell <laughs> you um there's a few big ins that I'm I am kind of looking forward to um quite a bit. Starfield is probably the biggest one. Um
1: oh yeah you showed me that.
0: Yeah that's coming out. And then uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out in August, and I actually already own it. I pre-bought it. I am ready to go, Baldur's Gate 3. Ready, I am ready for you. Um, <laughs> like, so those seven. are, yeah, those are probably my my two biggest ones that are that are coming out next year. But like, I'm just like looking at the list of you know stuff coming out next year, and it is 80, 100 games long, you know. And this is just the stuff we know about. So it's going to be, I think, a pretty stacked year. It might also be, like, too stacked. That could happen sometimes where games kind of fall under the radar because there's just too much to play. So I hope that doesn't happen. But, um, you know, I'm also really looking forward to, like, there's a few games that are made in Ukraine. There's a couple of really good game studios in Ukraine, and these poor people have been trying to get games out desperately yeah. there is um two big games out of ukraine that were supposed to come out in 2023 one of them is stalker 2 which is probably the one that everybody is most looking forward to i don't think we'll get stalker 2 next year but the other one is called atomic heart and atomic heart um i think we will get next year and it also looks good it looks similar to stalker and um it's going to be free on game pass microsoft already picked it up in fact they ran a they ran like a charity to like raise money for them like a bundle Um, That you could buy of games and then if you bought the bundle of games, the money went directly to the studio to try and help them finish this game. So I think we'll get Atomic Heart in February, which I'm, I don't know if it's going to be great or not, but I just, I'm really excited for the fact that, you know, these guys are going to be able to finish something because it's just been, this game was supposed to come out like two years ago, you know what I mean? And It's, you know, I just don't I I know that like people from their studio have died in the war and like it will show up on Reddit sometimes or on like my video game websites. And it's just really sad. So I'm looking forward to that just coming out and hopefully like everybody buying it, even if it's just mediocre and just kind of supporting them. So hopefully that will happen. Um, But yeah. So, yeah, we have one final thing to sort of round out. Today, yeah. Before we before we sign off on 2022, we have Pause uh, you for a second, James. Oh, yeah. Yes. There you, there you are. Oh, am I back? Am I back? I'm, I'm sorry. My back. Hello. Hello. Testing. You're back. You're back. You're back. Okay. Yeah. You're All back. Right. Cool. So I'll say that again. Um, we have uh, one final kind of thing to go through here before we say goodbye to 2022. And that is a new feature that we're piloting called the guest list. And our guest list is lists of guests giving us their top three for 2022. So I figured I will start and we can like ping pong back and forth. Does that sound okay? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to start with some of my um, friends who are streamers on Twitch. I'm going to say their name with their Twitch um, streamer name in case anybody wants to go check them out on Twitch and watch them play video games. These are all really good guys, really, really nice people. I've played games with them all the time we were playing destiny the other night um just nice 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 people uh and deserve to have a little bit of a like name drop um i i've said most of their names before anyway but the first one is hatter um hatter's twitch name is hatter m25 uh and his three games of the year were vampire survivors teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge and god of war (laughs) ragnarok Ooh, I've heard of two of those. Yeah? Which then, two? Just out of curiosity.
1: I've heard of the God of War, Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Have I'm you sure really? You yeah, cuz I probably, love it.
0: You would probably like that game because it's like the old arcade cabinet one.
1: Yeah, no, I had to I went to um it was one of those indoor entertainment places mm-hmm. and <laughs> they had a Ninja Turtle game and I was like, "Yes!" And I used all of my coins playing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So there's a soft spot there for those four boys, turtles. Yep, Yep. that sounds about right. Who's your first guest list? So the first guest list that I have, it's from uh, Chris. And Chris, he didn't give me so with, you know, people. I was like, you can give me one from each guest category yeah I had a few people who didn't
0: have three for a single category and were just like can I just give you my number ones across the board yeah it's like yeah yeah sure
1: so for Chris's tv show of the year he chose Wednesday oh really yes so that's on my list I haven't gotten around to it yet it's it's good we can we can talk about it on the show um Chris really liked it he's actually watched it a few times um, so he picked Wednesday as his number one television show for movies he picked the Bob's Burgers movie he's a big fan of the TV show and I guess the animated feature was really good um, and then I had, I just had to text him because I couldn't remember for his game of the year it is Persona 5 Royal. Persona 5, yeah. I don't know what that means, yeah. All of the Persona games are
0: on Game Pass too, so if anybody wants to try them, um, ah. they're pretty much all on there. They're they're like um, anime-style RPGs with a little bit of Pokemon mixed in.
1: Yeah, he said it's not your type of game. No, it's, it's not my type yeah. of game, but, but yeah, I'm very familiar with them. He was he was aware. He's like, I'm picking a game that is everything that Jamie doesn't like about games. So he he does listen to you what know, I say. You I used to play a lot of those turn-based RPGs
0: um, when I was younger. I used to play a lot lot more of that stuff, like Final Fantasy and stuff like that. And I feel like I just kind of migrated away from it. Like you get older and stuff changes. I don't know, but very also, familiar.
1: Yeah, he was also he he said this one didn't come out this year, but Fortnite. He loves oh god, Fortnite. Fortnite.
0: Uh, look, Damien plays Fortnite every night. Like, literally. Yes. Yeah. It, that, so. that, that game is a cultural, I don't know if you know, it's, it's something. Yeah. And then the
1: Pokey, he hasn't played it enough, but he thinks once he gets some time, he will. The Pokemon Violet game that came out, I think it was like Violet and Scarlet. It yeah, came Scarlet and Switch. So yeah. I've heard and and you can tell
0: Chris or he can hear it from me on this. Yeah, but I've he, heard yeah, that Pokemon I can I heard that Pokemon Arceus is better than Scarlet Violet. Oh so just just what I've heard. Just what I've heard. All right. All right. My second guest list is um my friend Lunar. His name on Twitch is Lunar Droid, all one word, L-U-N-A-R-D-R-O-I-D. And his three games of the year were the Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition. That was a remake of an old game that Chris will probably know very well. It's a turn-based Japanese-style RPG. But um, Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers Edition. Uh, Neon White. Neon White is a speedrunner. The goal is to be speedy. And then his number one, surprise, surprise, Elden
1: Ring. So, Uh, (laughs) yes, the game game I have not yet played. All right. What you got? All right. So for my next pick, it comes from my sister. You're going to be able to tell that we're related. Okay. Um, So for her number one movie pick, and this was also kind of on my list, um, but I it just didn't make it. She had The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah, that was good. I, I did enjoy that. Yeah. So she had that as her TV. Uh, for her TV, she had Severance. As oh, her number one. Go out. Number, yep. Number one pick right there. And for her book, we, she picked This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub. I also read this book. I didn't like it. <laughs> and she read it and, and she liked it. And she said the more she thought about it, the more she liked it. Mm. Uh,
0: and and it was a sometimes. Book, yeah.
1: And it was a book that resonated with her. throughout the year it wasn't I I I read it and I still don't like it so Mm, fair enough once once again she is wrong (laughs) um (laughs)
0: I'm sure she's gonna love hearing that
1: (laughs) oh I'll hear it I know you will um (laughs) all right so my
0: third and final twitch streamer friend his name is Baltimore uh it's spelled b-o-l-t-i-m-o-o-r-e and his three uh, games of the year were Return to Monkey Island. Did you ever play any of the Monkey Island games when you were a
1: kid, Olin? No, but it feels you know? sounds like it would be fun.
0: Oh, yeah. They're like these um, kind of adventure style games where you find items and then use them in other places. <laughs> that that kind of thing. <laughs> um, but they had a lot of good comedy to them. Um, Damien and I are actually playing Return to Monkey Island together. I'm helping him with the puzzles a little bit. It is really adorable and cute, um, very fun. So I can see why that would end up on a list. Number two is God of War Ragnarok, and I'll let yeah. you guess what number one is. Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, really need to play Elden Ring apparently. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> we'll I guess.
1: We'll it's...
0: Uh, you have a uh, have any more guest lists? I have I have
1: one more on the okay. guest list, and that's from uh, my friend Sharon. Sharon and I have very different tastes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sharon things, likes but- a lot of reality TV, right? Yes. Yes. She likes a lot of reality TV. So for her, she had a tie for a reality show of the TV show of the year. They both come from the reality category. She enjoyed uh, the season of 90 day fiance, but also enjoyed sister wives, which is about a Mormon family. Um, I did used to watch Sister Wives. Sadly. Oh, really? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. As all reality TV shows are.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, For movies, Sharon picked Elvis. She really, really enjoyed it. Uh, oh, yeah. I was- heard
0: great things. Not my thing, yeah. but I heard great things.
1: Yeah. Like, I told her, like, we talked about it. I told her that I thought Austin Butler did a great job. Um, You know, she really, really, she just loved it. And... So that was her number one pick of the year. I told her that Tom Hanks kind of creeped me out in the role. Um, Pebbles is on my desk. I apologize if
0: she runs into the mic. <laughs> she just goes <kills> douche. <laughs> yeah, you um, might hear
1: it. <laughs> so we also have from Sharon, her book of the year is, uh, it's called The Billion Years by Mike Rinder. And it's a book about his escape from Scientology, mm-hmm. um, which ties into top because i once again told sharon to watch top gun forgetting that she hates tom cruise because of her? <laughs> yeah she, she just bumped into she's banging her tail it. against the mic <laughs> she just she gives i can't say it. this is a family-friendly show but if it's zero something she gives yep. zero something uh, <laughs> so we have that and oh for for games I guess Sharon plays a game on her phone called Scavenger Hunt that oh, no she's way. obsessed with yeah, phone yeah. games are huge. So yeah so she loves the phone games um she wanted to make sure that she got one for every category. That's perfect. Uh, so I'm making sure yeah making sure and then she said, could she pick a podcast that isn't ours? And I let her pick it. And it's no. the, uh, yeah, it's the no. angel God, the angel Gaudi podcast. So she mm. is a member of the Gaudi family. Um, talk about other podcasts. Yeah. No other podcasts. And I do want to say I have one additional. She only picked TV shows.
0: Oh, do you, uh, you want to ping pong
1: back and forth or do you want to just go throw it in? I'm just gonna. It's Phoebe. Um, oh, it's Phoebe. Phoebe's number one TV show of the year is Bluey. Mm-hmm. It is a a uh TV show about an Australian sheepdog and his family. Mm. And Bluey, Bluey is a, a girl, which I did not know about. Oh. Did you know? Did you know that Blue's Clues is also a girl? Nope, I don't know anything about anything. Yeah, I I was like, what? I was like. <sighs> I don't know, gender norms. What hey, whatever, are they? Whatever. But yeah, that's her favorite TV show. She tried to say The Lion King. I told her it came out in 1992 and couldn't be selected. But Yes, that was a yeah. little out
0: of our time frame.
1: But she just kept saying Simba, Simba, mm-hmm. and holding up her Simba toy. Okay, um, well, yeah. at
0: least we know what her runner-up is.
1: Yes, yes. But, uh, you know, and I will say that I have watched a few episodes of Bluey, and they're good okay. from a... You know, from a kid's perspective, yeah, I much
0: TV is for kids is very important because you want to have something that is not going to embarrass you and that you as an adult can have on and not like want to kill yourself. So, you know, that's yeah, a good thing.
1: And even reading the Bluey books, they're good. They're good stuff. Um, All right. I got two more that I can fill in real quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I thought you said it was the final one. Oh, that's no, why sorry. I did the double with Phoebe. <laughs> OK. Um, so
0: I have um, my friend Norvell. He wasn't really sure about games because he didn't play a lot of games that came out this year. So he did um, TV. So his number three of the year was Sandman. His number two was Our Flag Means Death, which is a very very good show. Oh, yes. Definitely deserves some accolades. And then number one,
1: I bet you can guess it. Severance? Severance. (laughs) Wait, what was was his number three? Sandman. Oh, Sandman. Okay, Mm okay. All right. Yep, and then awesome last but not least, I have my husband, who couldn't pick, like,
0: three, you know, of a, yeah, he, he just wanted to give his number one in each category. So okay. his a number one game of the year was Vampire Survivors. His okay. number one movie of the year was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And number one show
1: of the year? Bet you can't guess. Severance. Severance. <laughs> so I guess it is for us the year of Severance. And everything, everywhere, all at once.
0: Yep, it definitely is. And, and well, well-deserved. Let's just say that. Yes. All right. Well, I think that will pretty much wrap
1: it up for us. Any final thoughts? Oh, you know, I think we had some amazing picks. I hope our listeners agree. You can also agree to disagree, but whatever it is, we'll be covering it in 2023. I didn't even mean for that to rhyme. That was beautiful. I can do no better. I'm just going
0: to uh, sign us off here. Um, Always remember to like, follow, and subscribe. Please find us on Facebook and Instagram and soon to be YouTube. (laughs) We discovered the internet, guys. (laughs) I was this many years old when I discovered YouTube. (laughs) Uh, Just search for 3Speech and look for the bears, soon to be drawn in much better res on my brand new iPad.
1: (laughs) Yes, Apple, if you'd like to provide iPads, we will say sponsored. Yeah, yeah. I, I will
0: happily sell out to just about anyone. Let's go, Game Pass. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) All right. So we'll see you all in 2023 for many more reviews. And I hope you have a very safe and pleasant New Year's. Thank you very much for listening, as always.